God, we say thank you for that promise of knowing that you're never going to leave us, that you're always going to be there, and that you're going to fight our battles. God, right now, we're just asking that you would help us to be able to trust you. God, we want to be able to trust you. Help us to be able to trust you. God, we ask that you would speak in the next few moments. In your precious name we do pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. We've been talking about foolproof. What's our theme for the series? Okay, y'all sleep? We just didn't start it. What's our theme for the series? Okay, that was a little bit better. So we're talking about foolproof. So what I want to do is kind of go through some of the things that we have already um, talked about, that we've already discussed. So one of the things that we talked about was doing the right thing or the wrong thing. A lot of times that's the question we ask ourselves is, um, is this right or is this wrong? But we found out that that's not really the best way to do it. Um, it's more so better to say, is this the wise thing to do? All right, go, um, go on to the next one. And it says, wise learn from guidance and the fool learns from hardship. Wise learns from guidance and the fool learns from hardship. Now, I would only hope that I could say that I fall in the wise category. I can't say that I fall there all the time, but anybody, where, where would you want to fall? You want to fall in the wise category, am I right? Or would you rather learn your lesson through hardship? No, no one wants to really learn through hardship. And then we, we, we talked about time. Oh, Pastor really broke it down for us on time. He talked about the fact that time is the most valuable thing a person can spend. Uh, we talked about, I, I don't know if you remember, we did, we counted to 30. I'm not going to make you do it right now, but we counted to 30, and the reality of that is, is that we cannot get those 30 seconds back. Once those 30 seconds are gone, they are gone. You can't get time back. And, and then we talked about the fact that the decisions we regret the most are about time, money, and relationships. What are they about? Say it with me. Time, money, and relationships. Now, the, the thing for me, the ironic thing for me is that um, relationships kind of cover all three of them, if you think about it. If you have a regret for a relationship, and more than likely you spent time invested in that relationship, am I right? And you also probably, more than likely, you spent a little bit of money, CC. You, know, you spent a little bit of money in, <laughs> a little bit of money in the relationship. So the decisions we regret the most are about time, money, and relationships. So the, the sermon is not really about relationships, but you will see, um, we're going to be using that as an example, kind of just to explain some of these things, because a lot of it goes through relationships. So we've been talking about foolproof and making wise decisions. So the ask the right question. Do we know what the, the right question is? What is the right question? Is this wise or what is the wise thing to do? Um, and it breaks it down even further. It says, now listen, in light of my past experience, my present circumstances and future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing for me to do? Now I love that because it makes it personal. It says, now in, in light of my past, what I've been through, okay? My past experience is my present circumstances, like what's going on right now, how much money is in my bank account right now, my, my current circumstances, and the future hopes and dreams, the thing I'm hoping to do, what is the wise thing for me to do? Because see, like a lot of times if we do it by what's right and what's wrong, well, that's not really, it doesn't really add up because see, what's right for me 
might not be right for Kat. All right, so it, it depends on what is right for you based on these things. So my question right now is what do we do when we don't know what the wise thing to do is? I mean, it sounds good. You know, we've kind of been preaching it a few weeks now, and we've talked about the question, and the question kind of seems like it covers some things. But what happens when you plug your circumstance in there, and you ask that question, and you really don't know what to do? What happens when you say, well, in light of my past circumstances, my present, you know, where I'm at right now, and my future, where I'm trying to go, what if after you do all that, you still don't know what to do, Stephanie? Like, what, what happens then? Like, you still don't know what the answer is. What does a wise person do then? And the thing about it is, what we're going to talk about today is actually something that's hard for us to do. It's something very simple, very, very simple. And even though it's so simple, we find it very hard to do. A lot of it has to do with the pride that we, that we have. A lot of it has to do with us thinking that we know it all. Um, and if you go to the next thing, uh, uh, um, what is it that we have to do? We have to ask for help. Oh, it's that simple. We have to ask for help. Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. It's actually from Proverbs. Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. Now, I'm not trying to call anybody in here any names, but can anybody identify with the fact that sometimes we feel like we have all the answers, that our way is right? And so what this text is saying, listen, if you think that your way is right and it's your way or no way, well, then you're not wise. But wise people listen to others, and wise people ask for, hold on, ask for, they ask for help. Now, there are a few gray areas that we're going to identify about when we're trying to ask for help. Because, see, sometimes um, the wise thing and that wise question, that question that, that we put in there, sometimes it, it's not always clear. We can't always see what is the wise thing to do. Sometimes we're confused. Elder Bozeman, sometimes we put it in there and we say, well, what is the wise thing to do? And we still have absolutely no clue. And the reason I believe that is because some of these areas are kind of called gray areas. So let's look at the first one. The first gray area is our emotions. Yeah. And that's why I said we're going to talk about relationships a little bit because that's an easy one to throw right in there. Because, see, now, when your emotions get into something, you can't always think straight. When your emotions get into something, you sometimes get a little confused. Listen, Proverbs 29, verse 11 says, Fools vent their anger, but the wise quietly hold it back. All right, so that's saying fools vent their anger. Fools let their emotions take control of them while the wise quietly hold that back. Now, what that is saying is, now, if me and Willie decide that we're going to get into a fight, if Willie comes up and punches me, which I would pray he would never do, you wouldn't do that, Willie, would you? But we don't know. <laughs> if Willie came up and punched me, now I'm faced with the decision now. What happens now? Because now I, my emotions are going, okay? Because now if he punched me, I mean, I'm angry. I'm angry. I'm mad. And so now I'm faced with the decision of what happens now? Do I uh, um, act out in my anger and allow my emotions to take control? Or do I step back? 
and realize <laughs> that I know myself and I need to step back, all right? And I need to take a minute. Some of us, when our emotions get, get involved, we know, we just need to, just give me a minute. <laughs> give me a minute. That would be the wise thing to do. The wise thing to do. Fools operate within emotions while the wise choose to pause. The wise choose to pause. When you're in your emotions, you know, it gets going and you're ready to tell somebody off in a hot minute. But if, if you're doing it the wise way, you know yourself. You know your situation. You know, listen, you know what's going on. You know it. <laughs> and so you say, listen, just hold on a second. He said, just, just hold on. Let me step back and let me take a minute for myself because I don't want to allow my emotions to control me. Listen, emotions make it hard to see things realistically. They do. Emotions make it hard to see things realistically. Like, I want you to help me journey back to that relationship that you regret, okay? And just journey back. Hopefully, hopefully you're not in it now, but just journey back to that relationship where, where you regret, and now you, you, you're wondering, like, how come you didn't see all those red flags, as we said? Why didn't you see them then? Why, why, why didn't you see them while it was happening? Well, because your emotions made it a little gray, and because everything was just so fairy tale. Because you weren't looking at it realistically. Our emotions make it hard to see things realistically. When I, <laughs> I listen, y'all caught me on my come up days, okay? So <laughs> I, I had to get a car because the car I had wasn't going to make it to Ohio. Okay, hear me? <laughs> The car I had was not making it, so I was forced to say, all right, listen, I got to get there. I, I need to get a car, Jason. It wasn't going to make it. Like, I had to do something about it. So getting a car is one of the most emotional <laughs> experiences I have ever experienced. And I mean, I went in there, oh, I'm about to get my first car. You know, I'm about to make this work, make this happen. Quick, easy process. No. <laughs> it is an emotional, once you, especially once you get with that themselves, man, themselves people, they get to go in and they get to go in with your emotions and you just, you don't know. Like, I don't know. I, just, I don't know what I want anymore because I came in here with a plan and you just messed it up. And so, like, the thing is, your emotions, I'm not just talking about in relationships. I'm talking about across the board in life. Your emotions can, can come into play. Your emotions can come into play. When I went to get the car, um, I was there. I came in with my mind. I knew what I wanted. And I realized, listen, I did not know what I was doing. I went with other people who didn't know what they were doing. Mercy. And so I, I was frustrated with them more than I was frustrated with the salesman because I'm like, be quiet. I'm trying to negotiate here. You're messing me up. Like, you're messing me up. So it wasn't to the point where um, I, I had that experience, but then I ended up having to say, listen, I called my uncle, and I said, listen, uh, I need your help. Can we come back down here tomorrow? Because, see, he fixes cars, and he knew what he was doing. And I said, listen, I'm going to have to ask for help because there's just too much emotions. This is too much for me to handle. I can't do this. I need help, and I need help from somebody who knows what they're doing. And he came, and he gave me da 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 Because all I knew was I wanted a cute car and one that went fast. That's all I knew. Go ahead. <laughs> Listen, when we look at anger, we look at jealousy, we look at being lonely, we look at the guilt, we look at the greed, these are all emotions that will control us. What I'm basically saying to you is don't let your emotions control you. Don't let your emotions, because we've, we've all done that. We've all been there. You, I mean, you might not have been being, buying a car. It may not have been in a relationship. But you've been in some point in your life where you have allowed your emotions to control what you're doing, your emotions to control what's going on, your emotions to control how you respond. And 
Oftentimes, when emotions enter a relationship, wisdom begins to fade. We already kind of talked about that. Listen, it begins to fade. You start off knowing exactly who you are. You know your values. You know what you're not going to do. You know what you are, you know, are going to do and all of that. And then it slowly begins to fade away. And the reality is that when we're in that state and when you realize that your emotions can take over and yet your emotions can control you, you have to decide to ask for help. Ask for help. The second, the second gray area that I want to touch on is ignorance. Ignorance. Um, we can call it lack of ex expertise, if that makes you feel a little bit better. Um, but the reality is, it's ignorance. <laughs> like, sometimes we're going to be ignorant in a, circum in a certain circumstance. Are you with me? I mean, I'm not coming at you, though. Y'all looking at me like I just called you ignorant. I didn't, I didn't call you ignorant. I just said that sometimes there may be times when you have a lack of expertise, all right? So there are times where our lack of training, education, or experience makes it basically impossible to identify the wise option. Hear me now. Did, did you catch that? There are times where a lack of training, education, or experience makes it basically impossible to identify the wise option. Realize now that I'm not saying that uh, you'll never know what to do, but you can't expect to always know what's best. You don't have the training all the way across the board for every single thing. Like, I can't come over here and tell Cullen, um, no, this, this one... Um, this, the hi-hats go on this side with the big, the big symbol. I got one word. I got one word. That the big symbol goes on that side and the snare. I can't do that because I only really know like two drums. That's why I'm stopping now because I only know two things to call because that's not my expertise. <laughs> that's not my expertise. Uh, but however, if I decide, listen, I realize I'm ignorant in that area. You know, I, I, it's not my expertise, but I can call Cullen and say, listen, Cullen, I need to set up the drums. Can you help me? Can you help me? We are all asked to make a decision in areas that are not our expertise. Can you, can you say that? I mean, some of us, <laughs> some of us is as simple as, you gotta make decisions on your finances, and that's just really just not your area. Like, it's just, it's, it's just, it's not your area. And, like, you might need to find somebody. You might need to find an accountant. You might need your wife. You might need your husband to let, you might need whoever it is to let them handle that because that's just not your area. So across the board, we have to be able to realize, listen, this is not my expertise. I'm not trained. I have no education. I don't know what I'm doing. That's what I'm saying. Be able to say, I don't know. But don't feel like when you say, I don't know, that that's a problem. Because it's not a problem. You're not supposed to know ev everything across the whole board. All right? So Romans 12, verse 16 says, live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. This is the Bible. All right? This is not me. <laughs> and don't think you know it all. Uh, Some of us need to embrace that. Some of us need to embrace it. Like, I mean, I, I know, like, I know. I know, Cullen, I know you know how to do the drums. <laughs> I'm going to follow through since I started laughing. I got to come for you now. I know you know how 
to play the drums. I do. I know that's your thing. Like, you know how to play the drums. But I really wasn't coming for you, but now I'm coming for you. I know you wasn't, but you might see Cullen. You might see Cullen hopping around, okay? Because sometimes he'll hop around. He'll hop on He'll hop on the bass, and sometimes he'll hop on the keyboard. And he can play, but his area of expertise, correct me if I'm wrong, is the drums. Now, see, that doesn't mean he can't do it, but that means when it comes time to, for it to get done, that Cullen is not the one that ought to be telling Willie how to play the keyboard. Are you with me? Because that is his that is his expertise. We got to I'm sorry. But we have to realize that we don't know it all. Like I can tell by the just you not responding to me like I mean some of you really need to capture that. I'm ready to move on to the next one, but some of you really think that you know everything about everything. Like and you 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 don't. You don't, you're not expected to know everything about everything. It's not, it's not really possible. Like, you're not going to know across the board. Like, as much as I don't want to say this, our principal Cameron, he, he knows what he's doing at the school. Like, he knows how to do that. Like, I can come in and tell him what I think he ought to be doing, but he has some education. He knows what he's doing. And it's not my place to come and tell him this, 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 and this, and this about what it is. But at the same time, we have to just realize, listen, we don't know it all. And when we don't know, we need to ask for help. There are a few things that I like to call deception. They fall under the category that we call deception, where we kind of deceive ourselves. Just to be honest, like, it's not really deception. You choose, <laughs> you choose to deceive yourself. You choose to believe what you want to, and you deceive yourself. So uh, one of the things is, it's, it's, it's my business. Okay, it's quiet in here again, but I know you've said that. <laughs> I, I know you've said that, I know you've said that, it's my business, you know, this is my area, like I just explained, you know, this is, this is my, this is my little system, this is my, this is my, this is my drum area, this is my keyboard, it's my business. And a lot of times we feel like, we don't want anybody else all up in our business. Are, are, are y'all here? I mean, because I mean, I'm just saying, I, I've been there too, where it's like, alright, I know you want to help, and I know that you mean well, probably, but this really has to do with me. It really not has anything to do with you. I mean, like, if you wanted to do this, then you could have went to school and, and done it and got the job, and th that could have been you. But this is really my, my thing. All right, this is my thing. It's, 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 it's my business. It's not your business. Yeah. Okay, okay, y'all with me. So my decisions affect others. Can y'all actually say that with me? Say that with me. My decisions affect others. Others. I want you to say it one more time. My decisions That's something we don't realize. We act like it's my business, and because it's my business, you ought not worry about it. But the reality, those same people that are trying to worry about your quote-unquote business are going to be affected by the decisions that you make. Like, Craig could say, this is my business. <laughs> Couldn't even let me get it out. <laughs> Craig can say, you know, this is my business. I, I'm, I'm handling this. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. But at the end of the day, that thing that he's trying to decide is going to affect his life. The things... <laughs> The things that we're doing and the things that we are, we're, we're deciding, our decisions 
are affecting others. Proverbs 11:14 says, without wise leadership, a nation falls. There is safety in having many advisors. You gotta, you gotta surround yourself with some people that you can ask. Now listen, hear me, be very clear. I am not, I am not, I am not, I am not saying go tell your business to everybody. Because everybody don't need to be in your business. But there are certain people that could serve as advisors who you could seek counsel from about what's going on, all right? If you're having some issues, you know, you can talk to somebody. I use Kevin as an example. If he, if he needs to talk to somebody, he should have some people he can call, maybe another principal somewhere else who he can call and say, hey, da-da-da-da-da-da. If Cullen needs some, you know, assistance, he can call another drummer and say, hey, this is what's going on. How do I do this? How do I change this part? You have to have people in your life that you can use as other trusted advisors. Private decisions have public consequences. Private decisions have public consequences. All this, it's my business, it has nothing to do with you. It starts off private, <laughs> and it can start off as your, you know, as your thing, but at the end of the day, it really ends up being a public thing anyway. And it's like if on the front end you took some time to get a little guidance, it wouldn't end up being that public consequences that now you're regretting. Are you with me? Are you with me? Come on. So another thing that uh, I like to think is a, a deception thing, a thing that we use to deceive ourselves is um, seeking advice. Seek advice early. Early. This is what we do. Okay, so you're telling me to be wise, that I need to be able to ask questions, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm with that, I agree. So I'm gonna ask questions. But I'm going to ask questions like, I'm starting over here, right here. I'm starting right here. Y'all see me? Yes. Starting right here. Now, I need advice. I know that. You, I agree with you. I want to do the wise thing. I need to ask questions, and I need advice. So I'm going to ask for advice. I'm going to ask for advice. I'm going to ask for advice. That's the end. I'm going to ask for advice. 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 Okay, now, I'm not, I'm not there yet. If you notice, I'm not at the end yet. But now... Now I'm ready to ask. <laughs> now I'm ready to ask for advice. Now I'm ready to ask for advice. You gotta ask for that thing early. Proverbs 19:20 says, get all the advice and instruction you can so you will be wise the rest of your life. Listen, you need to get that thing early. Early. You need to get it early so that you can use it for the rest of your life. Listen, this thing blows me. So I know that I, there wasn't many people that could feel me at first service, but I know some of y'all in here can feel me like. My Facebook, my Facebook is blowing up with wedding stuff, okay? And so this is, <laughs> this is what, what you see. This is what you see. You see um, engagement photos, all right? Look, I'm going to get in trouble. So somebody on Periscope is probably watching. Don't tell her I put this picture up there. But this is my friends. You see the picture, and now there's an engagement photo that's up there. And so you, you, you say that they're engaged now, and they've announced it to Facebook. And once you, you know, now you know. Once it gets on Facebook, <laughs> listen, you know once something gets on Facebook, that's real, okay? That's real. Once it's on Facebook, in a relationship, listen, once it's on Facebook, it makes it real, all right? You might as well have sent out to save the dates, okay? So you do that, but like, 
You did like no pre-engagement type of counseling. You, you've shut everybody out from your relationship, so you have no advice from, um, from anyone else, like your parents are not really a part of it, or anybody else is not really giving you feedback on what this marriage is going to look, on what it's going to happen. You kind of just skipped all the steps. So now you have basically, you have nearly, you put down the down payment on the place. All right? You picked out the colors. You picked out the dresses. You have your dress. Everything is done. And now you want to go to counseling. It's conflicting for me. Because, see, now you're putting yourself in a place where you're saying, I'm going to ask for help. But, I mean, I've really already made up my mind, Marna. I mean, I'm just saying, once I put this joint out there, it's going to be real hard to turn around. Listen, Rochelle, it's going to be real hard because you know you want that down payment you put on the place. You know what I'm saying? Now you're going to lose that, and now you have to go back and, 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 and you know, what's this on Facebook? It's real girl. You know that. And it's, it's, it's kind of just like, are we really seeking advice, or are we really just kind of saying, I'm going to ask, but not really being serious about seeking the advice? Another thing is, <laughs> we don't really come in with an open mind. Like, we kind of come in, it kind of connects. Like, it's like I'm a secret advice, but I kind of come in, I don't have an open mind because I've already decided what I'm going to do. <laughs> like, in the, in the explanation I just, just, just gave, like, clearly I've already decided, getting married, <laughs> uh, this is the date, this is what everyone's wearing, this is what's happening, and now I'm saying, all right, this is, this is what's going to happen, and now I'm saying, okay, I come in with a closed mind. So you have to ask with an open mind. Don't just ask the question um, just to say, listen, Proverbs 1.5 says, let the wise listen to these Proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance. Check this out. This is saying, listen, I'm not saying you don't have any wisdom. It's not saying that you don't have any wisdom on it. It's saying even wiser. Like, take some time to get a little bit more, to learn a little bit more. Like, let those understanding, the understanding that you already have, like, let that receive guidance. Take what you already have and let that grow and come in with an open mind. This right here, this right here, here, this is about to make it as clear as day. If you already decided in your mind what to do and you ask what to do, you're not really asking what to do. One more time. <laughs> If you already decided in your mind what to do, and you ask what to do, you're not really asking what to do. You can put my name. I I I wrote that one. Listen, what? Like how? Like what? You already know what you're doing. And listen, hear me, hear me, hear me. This is a good point to, to kind of remind you that I'm not just talking about talking to people. I'm saying when we go to God. Is it that same thing? Like, I've already decided what I'm going to do, but God, you told me to ask you, so I'm going to ask you, but I'm not really asking you because I've already decided what I'm going to do. Like, what is that? Playing games. Should we be playing games with God? Experience. Now, I know you all heard this. We hear this all the time. Like, experience is the great teacher. And, you know, then you have people that when you, when you hear that, then some people, some people take it and say, yes, I agree. Experience is a great teacher. And others feel like, well, I need to learn myself. I can't really go off what you said. I, I kind of want to get my feet, my feet wet. I want to get my feet dirty. I want to be able to experience it for myself. And experience is a great teacher. But experience is a great teacher. Listen, if you didn't have to, and you didn't have to go through it yourself. 
That's a good thing for it to be, for us to be able to say, listen, I went through this. And this is where transparency comes in. This is where real testimonies come in. Let me help you out. It's a whole lot easier for somebody to, to take your experience if, if based on how you present it. Because if you're, if you're coming to me and you're saying, listen, don't do this, don't do that, don't do this, I did that, and that's not good. Don't do it. It's kind of like, okay, I hear you. But parents, if you come, to your, if you come saying a completely different, saying, listen, this is what happened. Like, if you kind of like lay it out there and you kind of make it clear, it's a whole lot easier to hear a story, to hear something true, and to be able to understand, listen, oh, now I understand why you don't want me to experience that same thing that you went through. So experience is a great teacher, especially if you didn't have to experience it. The Bible tells us as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. We've kind of let that one slip out the door. I mean, just imagine. Like, the kids are not really in here. There's a few. But, like, imagine if, if we weren't just, like, treating our young people like, don't do this. Like, because when you, when you say that, you know this. When you say that, that's when rebellion starts. <laughs> That's where it starts, right from right there. Not, well, I don't want to hear that. That's where it starts. But if, it, if we present it in a different way where it's, listen, I'm really sharing, listen, this is what happened, and this is, this is what happened in my relationship, and this is where I see it. This is where I messed up, here, 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 and here. This is why I don't want you to do this, 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 this. It'll be a whole lot easier, a whole lot easier for them to be able to understand that, for them to be able to understand that. We all need a coach. We all need a coach. When we look at uh, sports, I said Michael Jordan, but then I was like, nah, I'm in Cleveland. So when we look at my, uh, LeBron James, you know, <laughs> when, we look at, when we look at LeBron James, like he's skilled. Like he has skills, you know, he can do, he's, no? No? Y'all don't like LeBron? Are we in Cleveland? Oh, oh, okay, my bad. All right, listen, anyways, whoever it is. <laughs> Um, when we, when we, you trying to get me, you trying to get me beat up. When we look at sports and we look at these players, they are the ones with the talent. They're the ones with the skills. They're the ones with the abilities. Yet they need a coach. And it's always so funny because you look at the coaches and the coaches are like really old and they can't even like run. They can't like they can't get out there and play. Like some of them actually like haven't even really like played. Certainly like they came up and they had a career. But see, they have that mindset. Okay, so they know kind of like what they need to do. They know how to push you. They know, what, they know what's going on. They, a coach helps you be realistic. We already identified a few things, like we said, in emotions and different things that will make you live in fairy tale land. But you need somebody to help you say, listen, be realistic. Live in, live, this is what's happening. I know this is what you think is happening, but realistically, this is what's going on right now. A coach reminds you of the fundamentals. A coach reminds you of the fundamentals. A coach pushes you to function at full potential. A coach push, pushes you to function at full potential. Here, um, I use this, <laughs> put, I'm telling on myself right now, here we go. I'm um, telling myself. So when you uh, go to the gym, okay, okay, when you go to the gym, 
And you say, okay, I'm going to do something. I'm about to do this right here. I'm going to do some, let's go push-ups. <laughs> let's go push-ups. I mean, I think I can get out too. We go, what? <laughs> I have reached my full potential. Like, I am tired. My, I, I did. Like, my arms are hurting. Like, my heart, my heart is beating. <laughs> my heart is beating. I, I have reached it. I tried. I came. I woke up. I did what I needed to do. I have reached my full potential, and I did what I was supposed to do for the day. Versus when you're there with somebody, a coach or a trainer, who's going to say, no, I need you to give me five more. Come on. I need you to do a little bit more. I, I think you can reach a little bit more. Um, at our ministry retreat, uh, Pastor showed a video. For those that were there, you know what I'm talking about. For those that weren't, I'm going to try to explain it. I'm probably going to mess up again because I'm still confused. But Willie's going to help me out. You're going to help me out, right? Okay, so here, check this out. A coach helps you reach your full potential. So in, in, the, in the story, um, Facing the Giants, many of you may have seen the movie. It's a football movie. And so the guy, um, the coach says, listen, I want you to do the um, crawl. I got this one right Bear crawl. I want you to do the bear crawl like across the field. And so what he does is he says, but I want you to do it blindfolded, okay? I want you to do it blindfolded. And on top of that, somebody's on top of his back. All right, so right there, I'm already out that game. Okay, anyway, so on somebody's on top of his back. And so he's like, listen, I want you to start right here, which is the end zone. And so he's like, okay, I, I want you to start here, and I'm trying to let you meet to the, the 50 yards. <laughs> to the 50 yards. So he's like, so he's like, <laughs> he's like, so he's going to go from the end zone to the 50 yard. And so he's like, all right, cool. Like, I got it. So he blindfolds him and everything. He's like, all right, coach. And so, like, the team is there. They all watch it. So he gets on. He starts crawling. He's going. He's going. He's going. He's going. He's going. He's like, am I there yet? I'm tired. Am I there yet? He's like, you got a few more to go. You got a few more to go. Going, 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 going. Now, by the time he's here, he's, like, at 50, right? And so the team, the team, that's y'all. Y'all just, like, standing up. And y'all just looking like. Like, he's still, like, he's still going, and it kills me because they're not, like, cheering him on. They're, like, in so, like, they're so amazed about the fact that, yo, he's still going. They can't even speak. They can't even cheer him on. So now he's like, am I there yet, coach? Coach is like, nah, keep going, keep going, keep going. So he's going, he's going, he's going, he's going. He's like, am I there? Keep going. You have a little more in you. Going, going, going. You have a little more in you. Going, going, going. You have a little more in you. Going, 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 going. And before he knows it, he's at the end zone. Oh, end zone, end zone. Okay. He's at the end zone, and so... <laughs> Listen, football's not my sport. He's at the end zone, and so now, listen, he is now, he, he, he made it, and it's like, it's so crazy because without the coach, he wouldn't have even made it to 50. He would have put that, especially with blindfolds on. Listen, he would have put the thing on, he would have been like, all right, he probably would have made it to like 20 or 30, that's how it works, right? He would have made it to like 20 or 30, and then he would have he given up because he, he would have felt like he reached his full potential. But with the coach, saying, listen, keep going, keep going, keep going, he was able to say, listen, I'm pushing to my foolish potential. It hurts, but I'm going to keep going. It hurts, but I'm going to keep going. It hurts, but I'm going to keep going. And there's something about a, a good coach, because that's a good coach. That's a good coach. A good coach sees what you're capable of. A good coach sees the potential you have, Marcus. A good coach sees... I know what I could do with her. I know who I want to make her to be. I know the potential that she has. And because I know that, I'm going to continue to push her. And then you have what I like to call an unqualified coach. An unqualified coach. Now, let me tell you about the unqualified coach. The unqualified coach is somebody, first of all, you, you're picking the coaches, okay? You pick this coach. 
You pick this coach. Now, I use the example of me going to the gym. Now, this is one of the reasons why now I hate working out with people. Check this. So if I'm going to the gym with a friend, okay, clearly we have already established the fact that I need to be in the gym more and that when I go, I mean, I do some stuff, but I'm not nobody's type of trainer or nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to do my two push-ups, all right? So if I'm going with somebody who I'm having to pull along, if I'm going with somebody who I'm calling to be like, yo, are you awake? Are you on your way? If I'm going with somebody who I'm like, come on, let's do one more. If I find somebody who's supposed to coach me that's really at the same level as me or just maybe a little bit better than I am, it's an unqualified coach. It's, I'm not saying that those people are not good, but an unqualified coach is going to let you stop at the 50. An unqualified coach might even let you stop at the 30, at the 20. They might let you say, listen, you done, you've done enough. They might congratulate you. And let me tell you, while we pick, we pick unqualified coaches, we pick them. You want to know why you pick them? You pick them because you're able to manipulate them. You're able to manipulate them, and you're able to say, listen, all right, I got a coach. That's what I'm supposed to do. They said to be wise, get somebody who can coach me. I did that, but I really don't want a good coach because then I got to be... I got to function at full potential. I don't want to do that. So, because I don't really want to do that, I'm going to get a coach, but I'm going to give me an unqualified coach, one who I can manipulate into them doing what I really want to do. Somebody who's not going to push me too much. Somebody who's going to be like, all right. Somebody who's going to go along with your foolishness. Somebody who's going to let you be a fool, considering the topic. Have you chosen an unqualified coach? And then you have the non-coach. Because some of us, like we read earlier in the verse, that we think we know it all, some of us are just like, I don't need a coach. I'm not getting a coach. I'm good. I got this by myself. I don't need help. Because you think you can do it all. That's where the pride kicks in. Feel like you don't need help. Feel like you don't need nobody. And, and, and oh, check that out. And like, <laughs> that's because you, you, see th- you, don't, you don't see things realistically. So like in your mind. <laughs> this one's God, all God. All of it's all God, but this one's really God. In your mind, like you're not looking at it realistically because of all the things we talked about, your emotions and the ignorance of it. You kind of feel like without a coach, you can make it from end zone to end zone. You kind of feel like you can make it from end zone to end zone, but realistically, you've been at 20 for the past five years. Yeah, because you're like, nah, I, I'm good. I don't need a coach. I'm, 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 I'm good. I got this. I'm going end zone to end zone, blindfolded, and two people on my back. I can do it. Because you, you believe in yourself. You feel like you can do it. And if you did it, I would have nothing to say to you. But you haven't done it. You've been at the same spot. You can't even make it to the 50. So you have the coach. You have the unqualified coach. You have the non-coach. Where do you fall? Uh, how do you find somebody that kind of makes you, that, that allows you to manipulate them? When we look at, listen, I'm, I'm trying to embrace this Cleveland thing. Don't, don't, work with me. <laughs> work with me here. Work with me here. When we, when we look at the Cleveland Browns, <laughs> listen, yay Browns, woo, come on. No? Nobody? 
No. Okay, well, I, yay, Browns. I'm there. I'm Cleveland all the way. All right. All right. Because y'all play, y'all, I came here, they gave me all the brown stuff, they gave me the Cavalier stuff, and now y'all don't, now y'all not going to embrace them. All right. All right. All right. Okay, anyways. Now, I think this is the current coach, because I know they having some issues there. All right. And this is the current one on the website. All right. So when we look at the NFL team, and we look at the coach setup, they have a head coach. That's him over there in the corner, right here, head coach. And then they have the offensive staff, they have the defensive staff, they have the special teams, they have the strength and conditioning staff. And even under that, they have other assistants, assistants, why? They have the quarterbacks coach. Um, they have the strength and conditioning coach. I need to see him. They have the high performance coach. They have the special teams coach and coordinator. They have the defensive quality, the secondary coach. Listen, they got all types of quotes. They break it down. They break it down because they realize, listen, I need somebody with an expertise in a specific area, all right? Because if it was just one coach that had to do it all of it, you know, he's like, I need, I need one coach. Listen, listen, I want you to just work on, on this for the finances. I want you to help her in the finances. Listen, I want you to be able to be a support for the relationships. Listen, okay, I want you to have a coach, a coach, a coach about uh, your health. I want you to have a coach, a coach for this. When you look at the breakdown and the structure for, for the NFL team coaches, they all have several coaches. Several coaches. Hear me. Hear me. Because all of this was not just about the fact that you need to be looking for people. Okay? It's not just about the fact that you need to be looking for people to help you. Listen, ultimately, ultimately, God is the head coach. Ultimately, God is the head coach. Everything I said fits in that same thing as far as, listen, am I asking God? When I go to God, am I asking him for something that I've already made up my mind to do? You know, when I go to God, am I there with my emotions? Am I able to listen? Am I able to realistically do this? Listen, God is the head. God is the head. He's the head coach. Listen, God, and you, you know, you have the roles. You have God. The Father has his role. The, the, the Son has his role. The Holy Spirit has his role. They all have their roles. And listen, what God is saying, listen, I'm the head, but I've given you some people to be on your team. I'm the head, but I've given you some people to be on your team. And so now you're faced with the question is, are you, do, you, do you have some people in your life? Are you willing to ask for help? Because we kind of all fall in the, 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 the three different categories. Some of us, you know, have some good coaches in, in some areas. Some of you, you may have a spiritual coach. You, know, you may have some, some of you may have some good coaches. Some of us have some unqualified coaches, and we know it. We know it. We have some people that we say, yeah, I'm going to go to them for advice, but you already know what they're going to say, and you already know it's not to the standard that you should be living. Because sometimes the unqualified coaches, watch this, sometimes the unqualified coaches don't even know that you're manipulating them. They think that they're helping you, but you know that your potential is so much more that you have literally lowered down to be on their level, for them to feel like they're helping you, but you know you are so much more than what they have to offer. So some of us fall in that category, and then some of us, like we said, just have the non-coach. Some of us don't have one. Some of us don't have one, and we, we don't want one because we, we're living unrealistically where we feel like in our mind we're going from end zone to end zone, and we're stuck at 20 for the past five years. The Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge thyself, and he will make your path straight. It's funny that we started this out with trust me. And uh, when we look at the text, 
you know, we usually focus on trusting the Lord. Listen, with all your heart. I want us to focus on the lean not to your own understanding part. That's kind of what we've been talking about the whole time. I'm done now. Lean not to your own understanding. You don't know it all. We don't. And we have to get to the place where we can ask for help. Just imagine, like, what life would be like if 15 years ago you started asking for help. Like, if you went into those relationships and you weren't trying to be so secretive and you involved people to kind of give you some guidance and say, uh, um, I don't think that's who you should be talking to because they see the red flags because they're not a part of that emotionally attached situation. Or if you asked for some help on those finances, you know, or if you, if you went and before you made that major purchase, you know what I mean, if you ain't going to car dealer by yourself like an idiot like I did, you know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you kind of went and you, you took some advisors and you, you did what you needed to do, imagine that. And, and I'm not trying to put you back into regret. What I want to do is push us forward for what are we doing right now? What is our future looking like? Is our future saying, listen, we're, we're ready to be able to say, listen, God, I trust you, first of all, to be the, my head coach. Because, see, some of us, some of us, and there, there it is right there, some of us, we have, we have mastered this people thing. Some of us have coaches. We have people that are coaches. But some of us have missed the fact that before that can happen, God has to be the head coach. And you have to, you have to give him full reign to be the head coach. Because check this, everybody answers to the head coach. The head coach is really calling the shots. Go back to that coach thing. The head coach is calling the shots. When, when, we, when we look at the defensive people, the defensive staff, they answer to the, the offensive staff answers to the, the specialty team offers to the, the strength and conditioning staff offers to the, they all answer to the head coach. So what I'm, I'm, I'm not telling you, I want to be very clear, I'm not telling you to go out and find some people that don't know Jesus. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not telling you to go out and just let people run your life, no. But first and foremost, first and foremost, let God be the coach. And if, you, if you're truly allowing him to coach you, he will send these advisors. Listen, he knows. He because listen, the coach picks who he wants. You know, the head coach says, "Listen, I need Tamika on the team, and she's specializing in the defense." All right, you know, because you we get a little we 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 get to picking. Uh, we end up picking an unqualified person. Let God form the team. Let God form the team. So we're gonna pray. And if there's somebody who first needs to say, listen, I want God to be my head coach. I'm going to pray that prayer, so I'm going to invite you to stand. If we're just saying, listen, I want God to be the head coach in my life. He's going to determine everything that happens from there. There are some of us might be in here who are saying, listen, I, I hear what you're saying, and 
I want God to be my head coach and I've never really given him that spot before or maybe I have, but I need to go the extra step besides just standing up to pray. Listen, I need to come now. I need to say, listen, I need to give my life to Christ. 